You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to another episode of Ten Till Places, a theater podcast. My name is Aaliyah Gardner and I am your host. Happy New Year! I know it's been a minute since I've posted an episode, but um, no worries. I'm going to be posting some more episodes very, very soon with hopefully some really special and amazing guests. I already have a couple people lined up and I'm super excited for you all to hear. Um, today's episode is going to be all about finding your vocal identity with uh, a really good uh, pal of mine, Lily Rousseau. She's a part of the Empowered Artist Collective, as you guys have probably heard me say a million times, because that's where I find most of my guests, because they're all super special and have their own story to tell. She really delves into uh, trying to find who you are as an artist and find what makes you unique rather than trying to adjust to the norm. And I really appreciated that because this year I've been doing nothing but trying to figure myself out and channel all of the negativity uh, that's been surrounding me into a positive into my work and uh, I just really appreciated the conversation and I loved what she had to say so once again thank you Lily for jumping on with me and I really hope that you guys enjoy please check her out and try to uh, book her for some uh, some private lessons because she is very talented and uh, gifted in her craft and I just really appreciate her so much without further ado we'll jump into the episode finding your vocal identity Lily, how are we doing today? Pretty good? Yeah, pretty good. How about you? Awesome. Pretty good. Happy Thanksgiving. Yes, I'm Canadian, so we actually had our Thanksgiving back in October, but yes, it is American Thanksgiving. Happy Woo-hoo! Thanksgiving. Thanks, American Thanksgiving. <laughs> how was your Thanksgiving in October? It was pretty good. Nothing too crazy, obviously, due to everything going on, but, um, you know, just chill, relaxing. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Did you do anything with your family or did you just uh, really keep it close, like within your home? I did go and visit my sister and it was very small to gather. Like it wasn't even really gathering. It was just immediate family who I've been in contact with anyways. Um, And we had like a little dinner, but beyond that, not much. That's good. That's nice. Well, for those who do not know who Lily Rusakis is, I said it right? Yes. Yes, Yes, Rusakis. It's such a cool last name. For those of you who do not know who she is, she is uh, a part of the Empowered Artist Collective. A lot of the ladies that you guys might have been hearing on the episodes, they're all a part of this amazing cohort of women. And uh, Lily, feel free to tell everybody, who are you? Um, You're an artist. Like, How have you gotten into this industry just give us a little backstory on who you are so i am a voice teacher vocal coach audition prep coach based in canada um i had been interested in musical theater theater and music ever since i don't know since i was a child like i went to music camp and i did all that kind of stuff And when high school rolled around and we were kind of trying to decide what to do with our lives, Mm -hmm. the only thing I really felt I was good at and that I could see myself doing was music. So I ended up auditioning for uh, music programs in Canada and I went to music school for four years. I got my undergrad and a bachelor of music in vocal performance Um, and started teaching I didn't know I wanted to be a teacher until I started doing it because it was a job, honestly. (laughs) And I started and I was like, wow, this is so much fun and I love it so much. So I started doing that while I was in my undergrad and I've been doing it ever since. So yeah. 
Awesome. Well, what made you want to narrow it down? Because you've said that you've worked, like you've done like a lot of musical theater performance and vocal performance and everything. There's so many subgenres of performance and stage and everything. So what really made you narrow it down to strictly vocal performance rather than musical theater performance or um, like classical performance, any of that? Um, I felt that my voice was my strongest a part, I guess, of the whole like musical theater triple threat uh-huh. uh, package. So I kind of wanted to focus more on that just for me. Uh, also in Canada, there actually aren't many musical theater programs. And I did want to go to school in Canada uh, for obvious reasons. I mean, I could have <laughs> probably auditioned for an American school or some American schools for their BFAs or whatever, but they are crazy expensive. Um, so I was like, you know, I'm just going to stay in Canada. And unfortunately, <laughs> there aren't many programs uh, available that are also like a bachelor's degree that mm-hmm. are undergrad. So I really wanted to also get that uh, bachelor's degree. So which is why I also decided to go into like music performance, vocal performance. Um, yeah, that, that kind of informed my decision a bit too. So. Okay, cool. And do you when you're doing teaching and everything that's uh, your sole, uh, your sole income right now is, is teaching and doing all of that um, sort of like instructing and in music audition prep? specifically yeah. and everything that's what you've been up to during quarantine trying to make your money and everything yes definitely I also currently do have like a contract position at an office which I do like part-time as well so that kind of supplements the hours that I don't teach um but yeah I, I guess I'm like half and half you know I'm mm-hmm. half in like this weird like office job and then uh-huh. I'm doing like all these artsy things on the side um yeah I mean I would definitely I definitely consider myself an artist first, mm-hmm. um, but during this time, um, you know, I need to make money in other ways. So I got this job uh, actually a month before quarantine. So that was pretty cool. Oh, wow. That's <laughs> yeah. handy. Yes, it was quite convenient at the time. I was like, oh, okay. Well, here we go. <laughs> yeah. Nice. And what uh, what were you doing before, before quarantine hit and everything? Were you still teaching and um and doing all of that? Or were you out in the community? What were you up to? So I was primarily teaching just because of the nature of the teaching schedule, which is mostly evenings and weekends. Um, I wasn't able to be in many shows just because most rehearsals for shows are evenings and weekends. So I just didn't work in my schedule. Mm-hmm. Um, so I haven't actually been in a like show show for two years, but I've been, yeah, I was teaching full time like 30 plus hours a week. Um, And then quarantine hit and I was still teaching pretty full time at the beginning, but then with the shift of like summer into the new school year, um, uh, my hours kind of just shifted a bit. So I'm more teaching like 20 hours a week and then like 20 hours on my other job. So it does make up to be like a full-time job, but yeah. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. That's great for you considering like the line of work and everything. It's becoming like more and more thinned as time goes because of the the competitiveness of the field and in the industry and everything. There's so much going on. Definitely. But um, with the teaching and everything, what is your, your main like group of kids that you teach and do you teach d- adults? Like, um, what, like who, who is Lily as like a vocal teacher? I want to know like who you are and what you aim for in terms of like trying to 
take somebody and like really build them up from the from the ground up yeah for sure I mostly work with I would say like the 10 and up range of like age um I work with some adults I work with a lot of teenagers and kids for sure Mm -hmm. um my biggest thing is I'll I'll say I'll call it like my mission statement I guess Mm -hmm. is you know everyone your voice is very unique to you and is very much ingrained as a part of your identity. You know, some people may even just know Aaliyah from your voice because of this podcast, mm-hmm. you know? So I, it, it can make it very challenging to experiment and try new things with your voice, especially in, you know, voice lessons. That's a big part of what I do. So I try to nurture that and make the student feel comfortable doing those unfamiliar things and um, just exploring the possibilities of their voice. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of what I do. And I mean, I'm just most familiar with musical theater. So the rep that I do teach is musical theater. That's kind of my specialty. I do do pop um, and other like contemporary commercial music, but I primarily do musical theater instruction. Is, is that like your favorite or is it because Definitely. Yeah. Yes. What makes it your favorite compared to the others? I think it's my favorite because of the acting and the interpretation that goes along with it. Yeah. I definitely mm-hmm. feel that, you know, pop and other uh, genres of music do need that emotional expression, mm-hmm. but with musical theater for a lot of these young students, it just comes so much easier because they have that storyline and that story arc to follow within the musical itself. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, it, in some ways it becomes much easier for me to teach uh, the song or whatever. Cause I'll just say something like, you know, what happened before this? So to, right. to get into the idea of what the character is feeling in that moment or whatever. Whereas some of these pop songs are just standalone and there is a story within them, um, but my students just seem to find it more difficult to tell the story through their yeah. expression, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I understand that. Because, I mean, even as a grown a grown woman, like, I'm still, I've only sang musical theater, and I've just recently started to tap into, like, the, um, the, the mezzo-soprano alto- or alto-y, I don't know. I just really throw out words. Like the alto-y parts of my voice and everything because I'm always belting, I'm always in my head and I'm always doing such extreme um, notes and acrobats with my voice with these musical theater songs that I've never really taken the time to reel it in and focus on uh, that part of my voice and the really just sing-songy, feeling it kind of voice. Do you um, tend to focus your attention on the parts that your student wants to focus on? Or do you usually tend to go in as a professional saying, okay, this, these are the needs that the student really needs at this moment. Like they need to work on X, Y, Z, maybe a little bit more diction, this, that, and the other, and then go from there. Or do you really have a student come up to you and just say, Hey, I want to learn this song for this audition. And then kind of just you know, go from there. I, I'm sorry, that's a really long-winded question. No, okay. But uh, but yeah, do you find yourself being kind of kind of like handcuffed to a specific piece with some of your students? It depends. Usually when I'm starting with someone new, I'll ask them what their goals are and what they hope to achieve. And a lot of the time, my students are very self-aware and they know what they want to work on, especially when they're teenagers. Um, they can tell, you know, what needs work. 
But sometimes along the way, I'll find, you know, I find a piece that works on the thing that they're, they want to work on, but along the way, new things come up and then I just have to adapt. And sometimes the piece that we're working on works well with that new thing that came up, or I do need to look at new material for them. Mm -hmm. Uh, I've had really great students who are very, um, you know, they trust me and they respect my opinion. And when I say, you know, maybe we need to work on something new, they're very respectful of that. And they are open to those suggestions. I haven't had anybody who has been uh, very closed off to those ideas. So, um, I have never been really handcuffed with anybody. Um, I, I'm sure it'll come up eventually, but as yeah. of right now, I've I've been very grateful and very blessed with my students who are very open to trying new things and stuff. That's awesome. No, that really is awesome. And when you you focus primarily at the moment on musical theater and everything, you're strictly vocals, correct? You're not like a musical theater performance, or do you focus solely on the vocals with this with those kids and then kind of build off of the song from there? Like, where do you start in terms of like building the sandwich of like creating this musical theater performance for um, this audition or whatever these kids want to do? Yeah, so it depends on the type of session. So I'll have singing lessons Mm -hmm. where it is primarily vocal training, where we kind of start with this is the song. Okay, let's learn the notes and go from there. And once they have, you know, a good basis of what the notes are and they've figured out the proper techniques to hit the notes that give them trouble or whatever, then we kind of delve more into the acting side. Because I think I found for me, like when I was growing up, that... I just, I needed to get that basis of the music first and then I could delve into the acting. Some people work backwards and I also work with that as well. Um, But for the most part, a lot of the students I've been working with have a similar uh, learning curve, I guess, like I do. Uh, So that's kind of how I've been doing it. But if they do want specific audition prep, um, I do various types of audition prep. So I, a lot of this year has been like college programs and preparing for those auditions. So we have to look at the package. So yeah, I will, I have like worked on monologues with people. I have worked on their songs. I am not going to consider myself a dancer. Like I'm a strong mover, but I'm not a choreographer. I'm not a dancer. So I usually direct them into the, you know, I direct them to somebody else to, for those skills. Uh, That's just not my skill set, but definitely the singing side and the acting side, I do help them with. Um, Yeah. So. Cool. No, I love it. It's so awesome. Cause I, I, I find it so interesting to talk to different educators and um, in performing artists and everything, because there's so many different techniques and ways that we can approach this. So it's always, I always just love picking the brain, honestly. Yes. And I guess that brings me to like vocal identity because really uh, you, with a lot of your teaching, at least from what I've seen, like uh, from your work and everything um, and research, you focus primarily on trying to find that identity within that student and what they, where their voice is and everything. What exactly, for those of, of who are listening who have no idea like what this even means, what is vocal identity to you and how do you find, where do you start when you try to find that within a student or even within yourself as an artist? That is a great question. I think that with vocal identity, it's just the way that you express yourself 
which is why I like choosing rep that students can relate to. Mm-hmm. So if they choose a song that, or sorry, if I or they, I mean, mm-hmm. whatever, yeah. choose a song that works well for their current situation and their current sta- uh, stage of life or whatever, mm-hmm. and they relate to it and they sing it from like the heart and they sing it easily and it just kind of flows out of them. I think that that's a great start for your vocal identity, like kind of that being base point. And then from there, it can explore other options. You know, everyone thinks like, you know, let me think of an example. Good. Regina George in Mean Girls Musical. Okay. Mm -hmm. You could try and sing it like Taylor Lauderman or Renee Rapp or uh, Mariah Rose Faith. Right. But that's their voice performing that song. And obviously they are very different renditions of the same songs. Exactly. So if somebody comes to me and they say, you know, I want to learn like world burn or someone gets hurt or whatever from Mean Girls, mm-hmm. I'll, I'll, I will just say, you know, listen to the cast recording. I encourage that, but I want you to take out the notion that you need to sound like that mm-hmm. and just sing it how you feel you would portray Regina, right? So it's hard. Um, vocal identity is really hard because we, especially with musical theater, because we have so many of these cast recordings readily available to us. Right. So we want to sound like these people. Oh, no um, kidding. You know how many nights yeah. I've beat myself up about not sounding like Ava Noble Zada. I'm like, who is this alien? She sounds amazing. And, you know, it's just, it's not possible. Sometimes. No. It's just not. <laughs> yeah. And I mean... One of my favorite quotes from the Empowered Artists Collective is comparison is the thief of joy. Yeah. Um, So I like to encourage people to find that voice within themselves. Mm -hmm. And it happens in very different ways with different people. It's hard for me to, in some ways, answer this question because I can't say like, this is how I do it because I do it differently with everybody. Mm-hmm. Um, but I would say definitely to just take out the sort of preconceived notions of what this song sounds like from what I've heard other singers do or whatever. Um, I, my voice teacher, when I was growing up, told me not to sing, uh, with cast recordings. Like she discouraged it actually. Mm. And I don't want to put that sort of restriction on my students because I know how much they love to listen to it and I don't want to take that joy out of their lives, (laughs) but I definitely want them to not compare themselves to these seasoned Broadway actors and performers who've been doing this for years and who are literally vocal athletes and do this eight times a week and like train constantly. Like they're, they're professionals. You know, that's such a hard, that's such a, that comparison's so like they're here and you're over here. Like that's not even, it, unfortunately, it's not a close comparison. So to just take that out of it and just enjoy it and enjoy how you sing. Mm-hmm. And that's yeah. so hard with teenagers. <laughs> Oh, yeah. I mean, when you have people like uh, like Ariana Grande that are in the, the media and people like, uh, mm-hmm. I mean, people who I grew up listening to, Christina Grimmie, Christina Aguilera, um, 
uh, all of these amazing vocalists, Whitney Houston, like, oh man, I was like, oh, why don't I sing like them? Good God. But you know, it's just, it's not just be a good singer. And I think that's prevalent in a lot of, a lot of newer artists. I mean, similar like Billie Eilish, that is very um, out there in the media, but still very like, like airy and lovely sounding voice and everything. It's, it's really just about making music these days, which is mm-hmm. awesome. And it's wonderful to, to see that. And it's refreshing because these artists that are coming out, it's not about the materialistic portions of the industry, but the creative uh, side of the industry, if that makes sense. <laughs> yeah, no, I do. I do like that a bit of a shift, you know, it's not, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but oh, that means. I find that, it's yeah, more about the creative side of things and just producing music that you love and you enjoy creating. Whereas, you know, like artists and pop stars were such brands and they were considered like these marketable beings. Like for example, you know, Britney Spears, Mm -hmm. like Christina Aguilera, these people were considered a product within the industry um and like they were branded a certain type of way whereas we know now that Britney Spears doesn't actually sing like that that was just the voice that she I'm I'm assuming like her record executives are like this would sell and that's very unfortunate because she has a very great voice she's a really great voice actually um but they were like this is what will sell because we already have somebody who sings like that you can't do the same thing and that's horrible I feel so bad but and uh, now, yeah, now it's definitely not so much of a stress of like, oh, well, someone already sounds like this, so you can't sound like that. But it's more about the the music yeah, and just singing it mm-hmm. as you would. Yeah, exactly. it's your music. <laughs> exactly. And who's Lily? Like, where's Lily's voice at right at the moment and everything? Like, you're t- we focus so much on the educator and the performing artist and, and teaching artists and everything, which is amazing. But we never, I feel like it's difficult to really focus on, like, who, who we are. Like, who, for those listening who have no idea who you are, like, who are you as, a, as an artist and as a performer, aside from the teaching? Um... Like I'm a belter. I'm definitely on the more mezzo alto range of vocals. Like if that's what we're referring to, but also, I don't know, like I find music education and just teaching has been become such a huge part of my life that I do consider myself. I do consider that to be part of my artistry. Mm -hmm. Um, Performing is so much fun and I do it when I can. Um, I don't know. Like I'm, What's my type? Like, is that what we're asking? I mean, sure. It can be like, what, who are you? Like, what's, let's, let's make it a little bit more generic. Um, Go to performance song. If you, if Lily really is a headlining and everybody is coming to see what is the song that's going to be the staple. Cause like, Oh, I love hearing the, (laughs) your face and space. I'm thinking, Oh my gosh. I, Oh man, what is my go-to performance song? I have a couple. Um, I did a lot of character pieces. Like that was a big thing. I was very much like the comedic actress for a while. Um, and I still think I kind of can fit in, and consider myself within that type. Um, and I'm doing air quotes around type because, yeah. Um, <laughs> so I did like, 
uh, right-hand man from like something rotten for so long. Mm-hmm. Um, I sing a, a, a more ballad, like slower song I sing is perfect from Edges, mm-hmm. which is a really good song if you're like a belter. Oh my God. I didn't know that a lot of people don't know that show. So that makes me so excited. Oh my gosh. No, I love Loved is my go-to hands down. Ready to be loved is my go-to song. Yes. Yeah. No, I, I love, I love like more obscure stuff. I mean, it's because stuff that's not sung as much. So people yeah. are like, oh, what's that? I've been kind of getting into like some other music. Um, Raining from Rocky. That's becoming more popular now. It used to be a bit more obscure, but that's a great song too. Mm-hmm. Um, Have you heard of anything from the Toxic Avenger? Yes. Yeah. Like my big French boyfriend. I yeah. I was teaching that to a student. Really? Oh my God. I, see, I love that. I love that. That is one of my favorite audition songs. Oh, too. good. Another song. Sorry. Um, which I'm hoping to do a cover of for my Instagram. Um, is Where Am I Now from Lysistrata Jones. Oh my gosh. I haven't heard any of that musical before, but I, but people have been like, yeah, listen to it. You're going to love it. You're going to love it. It's say, good. Oh, that song is so powerful and amazing. And if you're a belter, like you should really <laughs> look at it. Um, it's the end of act one. Like it's the act one, like ender. So it's a very big song. Um, but it's just like, it's like a solo. It's crazy. Anyways. Do it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Hey, I mean, hey, y'all, if you guys follow her on Instagram and and follow her and support her, you by the time that you listen to this, it may be up. So yeah, I mean, <laughs> it's all up in the air right now, but I'm, I'm hoping very soon. Perfect. Well, thanks again for sitting down with me and chatting with me and everything. I really appreciate this time and your knowledge that you brought to uh, my wonderful ears. Thank you for no problem. all it was of your knowledge. So much fun. I loved talking with you. I I also like talking about what I do. Yeah, <laughs> so I want to be able to give artists the platform to be able to just project your art, project you and everything. And that's, that's all that I want to do. Where can they find you on social media? So I mostly use Instagram and my Instagram is at Lily Rusakis, all one word, n- nothing in between. Um, I'm Don't sure worry, you'll, you'll tag this or whatever when it's posted. <laughs> Cause no one's going to remember how to spell my last name. <laughs> right, I'll make them, I'll make them remember. We'll make Lily Rusakis a, a, a household name. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and what are, what are you uh, like looking forward to in the next couple of months or weeks or anything? Any projects coming up that people can look forward to? Where can people buy you for services? I mean, oh my gosh. Um, I'm really looking forward to what's to come with the Empowered Artists Collective. Yes, same here. Um, I know that you did an episode with Jennifer and Elise about the program. Anybody who's listening and is interested in the program, it's an amazing program. I've met so many amazing people through it. Honestly, life-changing. Yes. Really, to put it to put it simply, life-changing. <laughs> yeah. No, it it's so, so true. Um, I'm host, I've been hosting every month some outreach vocal coachings for people who are interested they're just 30 minutes through zoom $15 Canadian so um if you go if you go to my Instagram page at Lily Rusakis um you can find the scheduling link and uh schedule through there if that's something you're interested in doing I really love doing them it's a great way I've been meeting so many people um and just having so much fun doing that um actually going to be launching my website in January (laughs) 
I don't have a website, guys. This is ridiculous. No. I'm actually going to have a website um, where you can also learn more about me and my services and who I am and all that kind of stuff. So that'll be coming. um, And hopefully that cover that I mentioned earlier (laughs) in the next couple of months. Oh, my God. I'm I'm counting on it. I'm counting on it. I'm excited. Honestly, yes. Follow her on everything. Support her. Thank you so much, Lily, for jumping on. Um, It's American Thanksgiving, so happy Thanksgiving once more. Yes. uh, Yeah, feel free to support everybody on the uh, Instagram pages. You can follow Lily at Lily Rusakis, full name. Uh, You can follow at Tentil Places Podcast and me at Aaliyah underscore Gardner. Thank you so much. Happy holidays to all of you, and we'll check you in the next episode. Bye. Bye. Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E dot org because only together we rise.